never really understanding and knowing how to take a step back and press the reset button and come back down to the essence of ourselves. So now people are being put in this position where they have to rely on someone or something else to tell them what's going to happen next. Hello, and welcome to your lovely intuition podcast. I'm your host, Riley June, intuitive medium and spiritual mentor. Thank you for sharing your time and energy with me today as I take you on the journey of understanding and connecting with your intuition, your soul, the voice within, and the guiding forces in life like the universe who is always co-conspiring in your greatest favor. My mission is to give you deeper clarity, understanding, and self-assurance of who you are, why you're here, and what you're meant to be. Take a deep breath in release and let's dive into all things intuition now to another episode. I'm really excited about this one because you're just going to be sitting with me today. Uh, Next week I'm going to have another special guest for you all, but today I really just wanted to start off by getting very clear on what is going on right now. And originally what I was going to do was read through some channeled messages that I've been receiving, but what I've realized is that that is just meant to be its its own thing of its entirety and to just really keep that to the books that are going to come out. Um, I will share some messages of it, uh, probably not today, but I definitely will with the next episode, not the one that you'll find next week, but the one following because it is relevant to what I talk about when I talk about shedding old paradigms. But today what I want to talk about is pressing reset how to press reset in your life. With everything that is going on right now, there is so much information. There is so much coming at you from this way and that way and this person and that person and this outlet and that outlet and it's very conflicting. And the for me personally, the most annoying part is that whoever you meet, they're either on one side of the fence they're either on the side of the fence of <laughs> whatever. I'm just going to say it. the government's here to protect us or they're on the fence that there's some other whole level of things that are going down. You're finding that people are either on one side or the other. And that people who are on the other side, who are here willingly exploring what these other stories could be, if there are in fact stories, true or false, that they have a lot more patience. And we're at this particular point in this COVID experience where we've all gone from a lifestyle where we were consumerism, 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 consumerism. The fast paced lifestyle, the gotta get to the next thing, the chasing the goals, 
the chasing the accomplishments, the chasing the achievements, chasing the degrees, chasing the houses, the cars, the family, the, all the things. We were chasing this, these lifestyles that were perceived to be incredible and amazing and great. And if you had this, then you were this. And if you had this, then you were this. But the worst thing of all of that is that people stopped living for themselves. Now, I have to kind of just take a second to side note this and say a lot of entrepreneurs have actually kind of been the ones to discover how to live for themselves. That's the whole point of that experience is entrepreneurship is you learn to live for yourself. And that's not to say that anyone who was in a, a regular or an average or an incredible career or job uh, was not living for themselves. But there was this mentality even in entrepreneurs, there was this mentality that we had to get to the next achievement because the next achievement brought us more happiness. And in that achievement, there was probably a new car or there was a new fashion brand or there was a new house or there was a new city. And we were chasing all these achievements that were perceived and, and shared with us that this is what happiness looks like. And now we're at this point where that whole ideological uh, uh, ideology has been stripped from us and that we've been granted this time we've been granted this opportunity to press reset without ever knowing how to press reset we've been conditioned to purchase and buy and get and go and do all the things and busy if you were busy you were accomplishing something but what if in fact being busy was running you down what if, in fact, being busy was allowing you to not sit with gratitude? What if being busy was not allowing you to process grief or pain or frustration or anger that it was about moving on to the next thing even quicker and then you were busy and then you were accomplishing something and then you could justify that that was correct, that was right, that was the right thing. And now we're at this turning point in this COVID where we're seeing this rollout of this next phase and there's a lot of resistance and there's a lot of people who are happy about it because there could be a new wave and there's all these other things that I'm not going to get into. But even in that, the how that's going to roll out is not even promised. So now we're looking to go back to this new life or this, this lifestyle that we used to have that's no longer going to serve us moving forward. And I'll even take a minute here to just say that from what I've received and what I connect with, we're not going to go back to, to normal and not even like the normal of what we used to have, but just like what they're rolling out isn't going to work. This is going to extend for even longer than they're, than they're anticipating. And not because people are going to have a wave of, of flu or sickness, whether it's coronavirus or not, it's relevant. I mean, it is and it isn't, but you know where I'm going with this. That we're still playing this day by day. That they can roll out a plan, but there's still going to be so much more that's going to surface and come to light where we're going to have to retract that. We're going to have to come back to, okay, you know what, we tried it, but we have to go back to lockdown. Maybe not the entire lockdown that we were having before, but we have to close some things up where we need to restrict back some of the occupancy or, or how things are being done. And we're going to see that unroll. And why I feel like that's going to happen is because we 
we have, we're in this limbo space right now. I like to call it this limbo space where we're kind of just like waiting for a direction. We're waiting for some sort of guidance. We're seeking some sort of answers, not only answers of like, what can we do, but what's the next kind of level of life going to look like? But what's our jobs going to look like? What's our pay going to look like? What's our lifestyles going to look like? Never really understanding and knowing how to take a step back and press the reset button and come back down to the essence of ourselves. So now people are being put in this position where they have to rely on someone or something else to tell them what's going to happen next because we've never known properly how to sit back and reevaluate for ourselves and to think critically and not thinking critically and everything that's going on, but just in your life and what you actually want to do. And even in that, that's not about building a business or what, like whatever, like it's about what job do you want to go back to? Was the job that you had before just a job? Were you settling for that? Did you despise waking up to go to that job? Or were you excited because maybe there was people there or it was putting that food on the table? What was the perspective for you when you were going to that job? Was it a job or was it a career? Was it something that you could see yourself doing long-term? And if it wasn't something that you could see yourself doing long-term, what was something in the interim that you were planning or strategizing or learning how to do to get you to whatever that next step was or whatever that bigger picture was? But people aren't taught to think like this unless they pursue some sort of personal development because that doesn't work in a society where we have to rely on a system to hand us the next step. When we have a system, like we did, that gives us the next step, the next item, the next best thing, the next accomplishment, the next achievement to deem what success truly is, we lose sight and we lose the opportunity, unless you regain regain that and take that in for yourself, to be able to start really navigating what it is that you want out of this life. When we are younger, the first question that we are always asked, basically from the second that I could ever remember, is what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, what child actually knows what they want to be? So what do they do? They settle on this ideology that they're going to be a doctor or a scientist or a farmer or an engineer. If they know what an engineer is, that's probably a more bigger one. Or maybe there's a child that's a lot more imaginative, so they want to be a bunny or they want to be a mermaid, right? Now, those children, if you were one of those children, you probably find that you work in some sort of industry or some sort of career that is more of your your own. But for us as children, we are already starting to be conditioned and trained that we need to look up to something to do and that that's going to be our determining factor and outcome when we get older. And then as we grow up, we chase this dream that might not even be our own, that we've never taken the time to critically think about as we got older. Now we just know that when we were three, we said we wanted to be a doctor. So when we get out of high school, we're probably going to go be a doctor. And then if we don't choose that or we stray from that, we feel anxiety because we feel this obligation to chase this dream that we've been talking about since we were three when we didn't even really know what we were talking about. And it's so fascinating to me because... From the position that I sit, and in no way, shape, or form do I sit here thinking that I'm righteous or more of a hierarchy standpoint than you are because we all have equal opportunities in learning the things that we want to learn. But in learning and understanding my own energy and learning to master that, I've learned how to take a step back and press the reset button. 
I followed the traditional going to school, going to college, getting a, a diploma because I could just never bring myself to go and get the degree. And I'm very thankful for that. And then trying something different and going through that registration and, and those courses and so on and so forth and trying a million different jobs, never feeling satisfied with anything. But knowing at least three things about myself. One, I would never work for somebody else in, in the long run that I would have to work for my for me because <laughs> I just don't listen to authoritative positions, if you will. I'm putting that very nicely for myself, but I just, I don't like being told what to do. Most of us don't, but most of us also don't go out of our way to seek a position or opportunity or opportunity to find that within our lives. And then we have children and families, and then we have a sense of responsibility where risk is no longer an opportunity or option for us. And so we fall into this kind of what I like to call a trap of doing things that we don't actually want to do while also being in the mindset that we have to continue to achieve and succeed in this one lane that we're in while building up anxiety and depression and all these these more dense negative emotions because we're stepping even we're just stepping so far away from our truth. And so what I've been able to come to find and Granted, my position was very vastly different than what most people experience because when my husband started getting sick, he was the sole provider. Um, I worked three different jobs because I've always had three different jobs. And then when he started getting sick, he wasn't really able to work. So then I took on a fourth job. And if you if you want to ask me how I managed to do that, I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. <laughs> I just kind of showed up and it all just worked out, I guess. Um, but also in itself, a beautiful acknowledgement to how divinely everything truly works in our favor. And then when he started getting sick, I also got pregnant. So then towards when he started getting really sick and was going in for his second surgery, I was just about to have a baby and I took maternity leave. And it also worked out that I got to work, um, not work, but help him as he was recovering. Because when you go through heart surgery, you need at least six months of recovery. And because his was so damaging every time and he was having them every six months when you're not even supposed to have them for like hopefully at least 10 years later, he had one and then he had one six months later and then he had another one six months later and then another one 16 hours later. So he was in this position where he needed somebody to be with him constantly the whole time while also us having a newborn and him not being able to lift over five pounds. So we were put we were forced into a position that worked for our highest and greatest good. Again, another acknowledgement how everything always works in our divine favor. And because I couldn't settle with having to work for somebody else and I and I pursued different avenues of different multi-level marketing companies and um, utilize some and still utilize some that really resonate with me, but don't necessarily sell them. It was this lifestyle of freedom that I was seeking and we all seek it. And it's all available to us. But some of us don't have the option that we think available to us to actually go and pursue that or have responsibilities that we now have built a lifestyle around that risk is a lot higher than usual. So I was put into this position that allowed me to truly press the reset, to truly find self-accountability, to truly start navigating different avenues of how things could actually work for myself. And thankfully, I have a partner, a husband, who is extremely supportive of me navigating and finding my own way in this life. And the beautiful thing about me taking those risks and taking that time and continuing to follow with new things and trying and trial and error 
doing readings and understanding that I'm probably going to suck in the beginning and then not actually end up sucking and having a couple sessions where they didn't go the way that I would have liked them to and compensating that person accordingly because it's about energy. It's not about taking people's money and time and running away from it, you know, but I was willing to suck at something and I was willing to continue to grow and learn and learn more about myself. And then I landed in this position where not even landed. I, I built this position for myself where I get to have my husband at home and I get to record these episodes for all of you in in our home and spend the days with my kids and my family. And that doesn't mean that every day is super easy, but it also gets to be what I want to perceive it to be. And I understand that more than ever. So that even when things that are frustrating or trying or difficult come up, I get to also have these tools in my toolbox, whether it's about my business or my life or myself, where I can revert back to them and I can kind of ask like, okay, what is needed or necessary here? But unless you go through that process and unless you're willing to go through that process of self-accountability, really unpacking the invisible backpack of dense experiences or trauma that you carry on your back each and every day for you or, or with you, unless you go through that, you're never going to truly understand what it's like to press reset. You're going to get swept up in this tide of onto the next thing over and over and over again and creating cycles. And that's what this life is here to teach us. That's what even COVID in this very moment is here to teach us that the cycles that we were repeating were not working. That we get to restart and we get to reset and we get to start navigating something new. But if you're in a state of fear and you're looking to someone else to give you the answers, you're never going to get them. And I say that with a promise because when I look to a system and when I look to somebody else to give me answers, I'm always left disappointed. I'm left feeling off. I'm left feeling like something's not entirely right or correct. And I'm left feeling like it's something that I don't want to do that I'm now just taking up space and energy and time within myself. And you can probably relate to that. And that is a serious, cold, hard truth. But in in an essence, it's the truth. We have to be willing to press our own reset button and stop waiting for somebody else to give us the answers, which is kind of contradictory to what I do because I, I'm a psychic. So I help people understand what's coming for them, what to do. But the difference between how I read energy and how I found other psychics read energy, and I'm not saying they're all like this, but just from a couple that I've found that I didn't quite resonate with it, but everyone does what they do in their own way. The difference is that I help you, I help ask you questions that are going to give you more thought provoking uh, opportunities to really start thinking for yourself. So if you come to me and you say, what am I here to do? What's my purpose? I'm going to give you what I feel is an area that comes up. So let's just say you come to me and you say, okay, what's my mission? What's my purpose in this life? And I feel like you are going to really excel in a position of leadership. That's a pretty open-ended thing. So what am I going to do? I'm going to ask you, what are things in your life where you felt in control of and you felt really good when you were in a position of leadership? How does the position that you're currently in not 
serve you or not make you feel powerful in what you do because you should feel powerful in everything that you do. If you work for a retail store, if you work for McDonald's, if you work for a high-end corporation, if you work as a cop, it doesn't matter. If you feel powerful in what you do, then that's exactly where you should be. And it's not about me giving you the answers. I feel like that's also a misconception that I'm just kind of going to side note here with psychics is that the psychic tells you your future, but your future is ever changing. It changes with every single decision that you make. And though I could sit here and, and probably very accurately like predict a lot of the things that will unfold for you um, without giving you necessarily a timeline over the next year, there's still going to be very a lot of variations that change from that because we are still given free will. And if I say that you're going to excel in a leader in a, in a leadership position, but you don't feel confident in a leadership position, why don't you feel confident in a leadership position? Why don't you feel confident standing up and leading people? And and not everyone is meant to be a leader. Some people are meant to assist. Some people are meant to follow. Some people get to do different things at different times in different positions. And that's not to say that the leader is any better than, than the person who's following. We're just all here to do different things. But we all can be leaders. And sometimes that leadership position has more to do with you being a leader in your life than in your job. But if you don't take the time to press reset on your life and become the leader in your life, you're going to feel a lack of confidence. You're going to feel confused. You're going to feel unsettled in everything that you do. And you're going to have a lot of negative relationships in your life because there's no boundaries to be set. If you can't set boundaries with yourself, you can't expect to set boundaries with other people. And that, that's just a fact of reality. Like that's this, this, where I started this whole conversation. I didn't think we'd be getting to this point, but it's to me it's so I don't want to say frustrating but it's so much more empowering to want to do the work that I do because feeling confident in myself being in a position of leadership whether that's I close the doors today and I just find something else to do as as work and and business in my life knowing that I could walk away from that feeling like a leader in myself and in my life and having tools in my toolbox to navigate all the things that come up and come through. And that's not to say that that's perfected because I will continue to grow and want to fill that toolbox with even more as I learn. But being a leader in your life should not feel scary. And if you're never willing to become a leader of yourself, you're never going to be able to take control and accountability over your life. And you're going to continue to wait for somebody else to give you the answers. And that is frustrating to me because I see so many incredible, 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 genuine, genuine people who succumb to lack of confidence in their life and it hinders them from doing these incredible, magical, powerful things. So if I'm sitting here giving you a reading saying that you're going to excel very well in a position of leadership in your life, that can mean two different things. It can mean within self, which is always where it has to start, and then on to something else. So, okay, let's just assume, um, uh, what's the name? All of a sudden, all the names that I've ever known of people have completely left my, li my life. Okay, um, okay, Mildred. 
Mildred is a 35-year-old woman. She has two kids and a husband. Her husband um, brings in the majority of income, not because of any particular reason, just because Mildred likes to have more fun in life. She likes to play with the kids. She really enjoys being a stay-at-home mom. She enjoys cooking. It works out for the family dynamic. Um, sometimes she picks up a job here and there, but she just, she just never felt satisfied with anything, so she just never really wanted to commit to anything. So basically, Mildred is me, but I'm calling her 35 and I'm 28. <laughs> um, so... Mildred is there and she comes to a psychic and she says, okay, you know, I, I've tried all these things. I've done all these different avenues and nothing's ever satisfying me. Like, what am I supposed to do in this life? What is my purpose? Well, the likeliness for Mildred, because she's willing to explore these avenues, because she's found a sense of gratitude in what she does and she chooses happiness versus a systematic process. Her being a leader in a community, whether that's through volunteering whether that's through a um, outreach program, whether that's building an online coaching business, whether that's um, helping to assist another person who is leading a movement, whether she goes to lead a movement, could feel, if I were to say, okay, Mildred, you've never, like, okay, I would never say it like this, but since I'm not actually talking to her, it's like, okay, Mildred's never really, um, committed to anything in her life and so for me to sit there and be like you're going to lead a movement in your life that's the leadership position she'd be like excuse me what what do I do that makes absolutely no sense to me so though I could see that and I could predict that what I have to help her to realize is to come to find leadership in herself first and then if she chooses to come back I can give her more insight into that next piece or I can say I see you leading in a really big way within a community or something greater. But first, in order for you to be able to do that, you have to really find leadership within yourself, within your life, and really start realizing what it is that you actually want. Whether that's things, whether that's relationships, um, trying an actual career and sticking with it for a little while. It's so interesting because even as I'm saying that, I've had conversations like this. And where I was initially going is that when I'm sitting with a client, I bring them thought-provoking questions. And it's like, I do that, absolutely. But it's so interesting as I'm just sitting and reflecting because people have been taught to be spoon-fed. So it's like, we have to drip you the information. So even in what I share, I give you the message as if I've totally discredited Mildred's ability to go and just completely create a movement. Who's to say she wouldn't? But that's also a part of my conditioning, that I feel that people aren't ready and willing to hear the bigger picture, the bigger message. Now, to a degree, a lot of people aren't, and that's that's just fact. That's just how it is. But... I even just get to have a self-realization moment in this moment of recording this podcast of how maybe people do need to hear that. Though that also comes with reading energy. Some people are not ready for that and that's where I do drip feed them a little bit more information. I'll give them a sense of the bigger picture but never its entirety unless I feel that they're super open to it. Um, But it's just so interesting because when we press reset on our lives, we really have to go back to the start. And so what's the start? I invite you right now to just think, 
and then I'm going to give you the answer. What is what does pressing restart look for you? What version of you do you go back to? You go back to your child. You go back to your childlike self. That version of you who had the brightest of eyes and the blinders of life and didn't care or know what was going on in the world. She just did what she wanted to. And so if you go and you connect with a childlike version of you, knowing what you know now, doing what you do now, would she be happy with what you do? You get to be happy in the work that you do in this world. No matter what you do, no matter how you make money, you get to be happy doing it. And if you're not, you have to go back to that version of you, that childlike version of you and ask her, do you want to stay in this body that where we're not happy or we're suffering or we're not having a good time every day? You know what she would tell you? Absolutely not. She would say, why don't you do something else? And that's the most basic question that we you know, get told or ask or we even say ourselves, well, I don't like doing this, so I could just do something else. But then we don't try. We don't try because it's easier and because we've been conditioned to consume. So then we build these responsibilities based on an income status that we have acquired or that we're chasing. And then we have so much built up in equity or loans or debt or whatever that we don't know how to press reset. But if you ask that inner child version of you right now, would she be happy doing what you do? What would she say? Because if we don't start asking ourselves these types of questions, we're going to have a really difficult time on the other side, more so than ever before. When we move forward on the other side of this, which probably truly won't even be until like the middle of 2021, at least it's my prediction, what do you want to be doing? Do you want to live in the same lifestyle that you do? And if not, if yes, then that's great. Take everything that I've said and throw it out the window because you've already figured it out and that's perfect. And you don't have to have it figured out to be perfect. I just say that in a way where it's like you're living the lifestyle that a lot of people don't know how to figure out. But if you're not in a position where you're happy with what you do in all essences, that's where you need to check the ego. That's where pressing that reset button comes even more into play because you've established this identity for yourself amongst people or friends and now you feel this obligation to uphold it. But if it's not actually creating happiness in your life and it's actually more so just weighing or weighing on you or creating a strain, then that's not happiness. That's not fun. That childlike version of you would not want to stay there at all. No, she would not. And you have an obligation to her to continue to live freely and in love and enjoy. And sure, that's easier said than done, but is it? Is it easier said than done? Because when I ask my childlike self if she would want to be doing what I do today, she is elated. And I could almost cry thinking about that because... I couldn't imagine doing anything else in my life. And that's how I want you to feel. I want you to feel like you couldn't imagine doing anything else in your life. And the only way that you get there is if you're willing to check your ego, if you're willing to stop worrying about other people's perceptions of you, and when you're willing to try something new. 
Now, if you have to sacrifice putting food on your table, that's a different story, but what can you do to change that dynamic? That doesn't necessarily mean quitting your job today and starting over. Maybe that means cutting out some things that aren't necessary, like Netflix, you know, that adds up. Smoking, that adds up. Drinking, that adds up. Maybe taking less trips to and from the city or stores, depending where you live or how you live. That adds up. That gas adds up. Maybe it's being more intentional about your meal planning. Not prepping, but planning for the week. That adds up. Maybe it's about not worrying so much about the types of gifts you're buying people and you start making them instead. That adds up. Maybe it's about calling your credit card companies or whoever houses your mortgage or all these different things and seeing what other rates or plans that they have available. That adds up. Maybe it's about actually going through your finances and and figuring out what you do enjoy paying for and what you don't. And the things that you don't, how can you change that? Maybe you're paying for a lifestyle that is far beyond what you're even enjoying And that's going to require you to sell your home and move into an apartment and free up hundreds if not thousands of dollars a month for you. That's where you have to check your ego. We rent. We rent the house that we live in. It's an acreage outside of the city about an hour away. And I wouldn't have it any other way. We have an incredible landlord. Anything of maintenance we don't have to worry about. Do I want to own a home one day? with where the economy's at, not right now, but that's not to say that it won't change. But I'm incredibly grateful for where I'm at. And if owning a home and and having that in your life is something that you love and enjoy, then that's beautiful. Keep that. Don't change that. Keep it. But maybe there's something else that you can call your bank and navigate and change or shift that allows even more of an openness in your budget. Sometimes it's just about asking the questions. But in order to press reset, you have to be willing to look at every different avenue of your life and how you're living it and really evaluate if that's something that actually aligns with you, not with your mom or with your friends or with your husband's work or your work or wherever it's work or whomever, but does that actually align with you? Are you in a relationship that's not what you actually want it to be? And this isn't a new thing. You've tried and trialed and it's been years. Maybe you have a lot invested into it. Maybe it's children too. But now it's just no longer what you want it to be and you've done all the things and it's now just kind of coming to a one-way street. Is that serving you to stay in that, to uphold an image? No, it's not. And I know I'm not the first person to say that if this is ringing true or hitting home for you. But what are you going to do about it? You get to live this life however you want. And right now we're granted this incredible opportunity to press reset. I'm going to give you a couple strategies, if you will, of how you can start looking at pressing reset in your life right now. Because when it comes to your life at the end of the day and you rest your head down on that pillow, how do you feel? Do you close your eyes with gratitude and everything that you've been a part of? Now, obviously, of course, that's to say that not every day is going to be rainbows, magical, sunshine, all the things, right? There's going to be difficult things that pop up. But is there something that you're still going to be able to have gratitude for? Or is that one thing that set you off for that day or that week or that month going to be a compilation on top of everything else that you're not happy with? 
Because if we don't start asking ourselves what makes us happy as an individual person, on the other side of this COVID-19, we're going to be more miserable than we were before. And that is what makes me more frustrated, if not actually angry. Because systems were never put into place for us to be able to look to it for answers. It was there to help regulate certain things and essentially put in laws of moral morals morals I don't know why all of a sudden I'm saying that differently morals and ethics but we've put too much power into one system and one place that we now don't know how to function without it okay not everybody but a lot of people a lot of people are suffering right now that's why They've never found the foundation of their own happiness. And this is the perfect time to press reset. This is probably one of the more bolder episodes that I've done. But it's just so disheartening to see so many people suffering. And the only way that we get to not suffer is is that we have choice. Is that we choose something differently. But we have to take self-accountability for that. We have to look at ourselves and our lives and how we're living and the things that are no longer in alignment with us, people, places, things, decisions, decisions, choices, patterns, beliefs, habits, and really evaluate where the change is needed and necessary. And you don't have to do this all overnight. Oh my gosh, no, absolutely not. You can't take down a whole lifestyle in, in one day and wake up the next day and everything's different. I mean... I can't say you couldn't because anything's possible, but that would be very overwhelming and you'd probably crash and burn. (laughs) Not literally, but mentally and emotionally, right? You know where I'm going with that. But so here's some things that you can do to start pressing reset on your life right now. The first thing is start by evaluating the things that you actually enjoy that you have, that you're a part of, and that you experience that you have, that you're a part of, and that you experience. The things that bring you joy already. That's your first one. And I'm going to write these down so that I can put them in the show notes for you. And you can come back and you can look at them. Okay? So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to evaluate the things that you do enjoy, that you already are a part of, whether it was before COVID happened or now that it's happening. The second thing that you're going to do is you're going to start looking at the things that you don't like. What are you a part of experiencing or have that you don't like? The third thing that you're going to look into is what can you do instead? What can you do instead with the things that you don't like? Okay. If it's things that you're spending money on, what can you do instead? If it's time that you're spending doing something or with someone, what can you do instead? If it's things that you're saying yes to that you actually want to say no to or you're saying no to that you actually want to say yes to, what can you do instead? Four, what types of people are you surrounding yourself with? What types of people are you surrounding yourself with? And this is probably almost equally as important as asking yourself what can you do instead because if you are surrounded by a bunch of people in your life who don't align with you who don't have the similar values or beliefs not to say that they all have to be the same but if they don't if people that you're around don't challenge you in a positive way to help you to grow that these people aren't 
going to be of a benefit to you. And we're not, I'm not approaching this from a place where it's like people are disposable and you only need to be around people who are going to help you to grow, but from a position of love. People who love you, who are around you, who want to be around you, are going to challenge you, who are going to help you to become an even better person and you them. But if you're around people who are not challenging you from a space of love, those are not people that you want to be around. And you know what the beautiful benefit is? If at the end of the day, you're not in a position of confidence to say, hey, look at like, um, we just don't align anymore. And I, I'm not saying I'm any better or worse of a person than you or you or me, but I have to follow like how I'm feeling. I have to follow my life because I am here to feel joy and I am here to live the life that I want. And right now I just don't feel like we're in alignment. If you're not in a pl- position of confidence where you can say that to somebody, blame it on the virus. That's not, not an option. Hey, look it. I'm not in a position in my life right now where I feel like we can really continue to, you know, work together, co-create, whatever the thing may be. And this whole thing with this virus has been a lot more overwhelming than I thought, so I just need space for myself. There you go. You can use the virus. It's literally here. You might as well use it for some good. If you're not in a position of confidence to be able to establish that with people right now, honestly... I mean, I always say lead with honesty because it's going to get you a lot farther. Um, But if not, that's okay too. You can still use the virus. You're still setting the boundary. Okay? And the last thing that I'm going to invite you to do to help you to set reset on your life is what is your overall goal? Yours, not anybody else's. What is your overall goal? How do you want to feel in 5, 10, 15 years from now? Not what do you want to have, how do you want to feel? Because when you start establishing how you want to feel, let's just assume that's happy, okay? You want to feel happy in all areas of your life, your health, your wealth, your love, partnerships, relationships, family and friends, um, your job and your career, your, you know, your extracurricular activities that you take on for yourself. You want to feel happy in all those areas. You get to have balance. You don't have to sacrifice one or the, for the other. You don't get to thrive in one and not thrive in all the rest. Now it's going to come with time where you're going to have to focus more on one than the others. And naturally one will not get as much focus, but overall, let's assume you want to feel happy. How can you start creating that now? What do you need to remove? What do you need to be a part of? What do you need to do? How can you invite more of that into your life? Because it's when you start asking yourself questions like these that you set reset, that you press reset. There we go. You press reset. You learn to live for yourself. And you start feeling happy. And then nothing else matters. Confidence will build. You will self-actualize from your own beliefs, from your own morals, from your your own ethics. Your confidence will naturally be instilled because you have a deeper sense of knowing and trust within who you are as a person. And then the relationships that you have around you cultivate that same frequency and vibration and energy so that it's not a question of whether you're good enough, you are good enough, and the people around you help to challenge you and make you even better of that type of person that you are. And then you're not so worried about the safety and security because that's naturally something that you're pursuing and persisting in. You're going out after that dream dream goal, that dream job, that dream career, building that business for yourself. 
And then your basic needs are no longer a question because they are all just naturally met. You're in the true flow of divine synchronicity in your life. So I invite you to start today to rewind this and listen to those questions or go into the show notes and copy them and use them as journal prompts and press reset because I don't want you to suffer on the other side of COVID-19. I want you to feel empowered. I want you to feel like you are the most incredible person in this entire world because you are and you deserve that and you deserve everything great that you've ever desired. But we have to be accountable and we have to press reset so we can learn to understand how to navigate that for ourselves first. All right. I think I've talked your ear off enough today. I want to thank you for sitting with me. And I am just sending you so, so much love in this next version of you. And even in the old one, because she got you here and she is just as beautiful and powerful as ever before. All right. Sending you so much love. Take care. Thank you for spending your time with me in this week's episode. I would love and appreciate it so much if you could share this with one person that you truly feel could take away something great and divine. It is my absolute promise to always bring you the best of value, the deepest connections, and the insight and golden nuggets for you to be able to take away in your day. Reviews are always welcomed. And if you'd like to connect further with me, you can check me out on Instagram at Riley June, R-Y-L-E-E, June as in the month, or at RileyJune.ca. Either way, I love and appreciate you and your time.